<laughs> Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. That is, of course, Cher and Andy Garcia in the new Mamma Mia sequel. Mamma Mia, here we go again. It took eight years for Cher to come back to screen. I personally loved her in Mask and The Witches of Eastwick, uh, Mermaids, and of course moonstruck motherfuckers you know it's been said that when Sonny Bono saw moonstruck he took he basically shit himself like oh no there's not gonna be another reunion yep she didn't need you Sonny you know they say I'm young and we don't know I won an Oscar Sonny and I'm ready to go yeah um what's up though it's, uh, what day is it? Is it Wednesday? Is it really Wednesday? No, it's Tuesday. Oops. <laughs> Why did I think it was Wednesday? Um, Jack and Ozzy aren't on tonight. They'll probably be on tomorrow night. And so, I had done a broadcast earlier with Mr. Texas, and he was in a very bad mood. And we recorded it, and luckily it's fucked up, and it didn't go to, to air, because I went to go edit something, and it just, boom, disappeared. So, here we are, we're doing tonight's broadcast, um, what is the title of tonight's show? Yeah. I don't know, it's the third, it's Tuesday, there's no tacos, oh, oh, let's talk about that. <coughs> this land is your man land and this is I almost said this land is your man. So we live in a very diverse nation. Remember, when you want your two for Tuesday tacos, they came from Mexico. So you have to respect Mexico and not go all fucking Trump on people of Mexican descent. Because that's where it really is. Yeah, you know. Or, or as he calls them, shithole countries. And, you know, we are not a shithole country. So, let's, you know, let's uh, get a little cognac about it. Yeah, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sing it. Oh, it's Tuesday. Feels like Wednesday. You can say that again, motherfucker. Why would you be... <laughs> oh, God, that cognac went down too wrong. Mmm. Mmm, honey chow. Oh. I love how it just sounds so delectable. You know, Tuesdays are about mimosas and lesbianism. But not tonight. No. Tonight is about chilling out. <laughs> Some fun, you 
savings and loans crook. Yeah, that's... It's Tuesday, it's not Wednesday. Drink. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, it's not Wednesday yet. It will be soon. It will be soon. I didn't go to Starbucks today. But, you know, it's not like my hand is connected to the Starbucks pump. Hey, give me more. (laughs) I wish it was. You know, we should learn something about Tuesdays like this. When a certain someone calls us, let's see if he's gotten over his, you know, bitchiness. Let's see. Let's see if Callista Flockhart is still alive. That's the name he's using. Yeah. We can fuck with him and say this is Domino's. You ordered a pizza but didn't pay for it. Yeah. Oh, he's in his little anger coma. All right, there he goes. Boom. I've been looking through, since I can't use the remote because there's no fucking batteries in it. I'm using the Apple remote. (laughs) Okay, that's the Philadelphia story, but in the live feed, that's not what's coming up. Obviously, a glitch. I was going to say a bitch, but a glitch. Um, looking through what was on. Um, there's a lot of good movies that TCM has been airing. Today I watched Jaws and made the mistake of watching Jaws 2, which is really, you can see why that's a piece of shit. You surely, I mean, you truly. Why am I saying surely? It's Wednesday, it's not Friday. Or it's Tuesday. (laughs) Oh my god, my brain is like, boom. It's this heat. My bedroom is so hot, right? Like, it's like a bordello right now. Oh, shit. That's this. I could never get into that show, Power. I don't know why. I'm sure I'll get into it later. You know, all good things come to those who wait. Oh, God, Independence Day. Give me a fucking break, that movie. Fucking Will Smith. I saw that movie once in the theater, and then my brother decided when we were uh, in the 90s to buy it so that we could all watch it over and over and over. That movie. Talk about bad acting. (laughs) The aliens, I mean. (sighs) You know, they wanted to bring us love and peace, and they didn't. They shit all over it. I found the battery, and then I dropped it. Okay. So let's see if this will work. Okay, what is this young Pope shit about? What is this? Oh. (laughs) What's his name? Jude Law as a Pope. (laughs) That is about as funny as Donald Trump thinking he's a saint. Jude Law as a fucking Pope. (laughs) Let's ask Sienna Miller... Sienna, I'm sorry. And all the women that he fucked to get there. I saw a clip of the young Pope and I was not amused. You know, I mean, there are some people who want to play holy people, but they just want to do it to get into other holes. If you I drift. Um, 
And I'm sure he was an okay Watson in Sherlock Holmes movies. But see, for me, Martin Freeman as as uh, Holmes and Sherlock is really just fucking fabulous. And I don't know, maybe they should just, you know, I like Robert Downey Jr. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, why don't they just say, hey, hey, Cumberbatch, why don't you get in this movie? Make it successful like a TV show. Because the last Sherlock Holmes movie sucked. And the guy who played Moriarty, he, he was okay. You know, um, he was no, um, you know, TV version Moriarty. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Remember that shit? Yeah. <sighs> it's a tiring night. I really didn't do anything, so I don't know. I think it's a lot, you know, it's the heat. Um, I love, it just made me think of fucking Blanche Devereaux and Golden Girls. Why they, why, there's a reason why we mature so quickly in the South. It's the heat. And then Dorothy. I think it's the gin. <laughs> yeah. What am I watching? Oh, is this Christmas in Connecticut? Christmas in July, people. Yeah. Well, my friend likes to watch Hallmark, and they have those Christmas programs in July. And she told me why they do it, but I'm like, I'm not watching a Christmas program in July. You know, when Christmas gets here, it gets here. And I'll buy a gift. Gifts, because I got three people to buy for. I mean, I have everyone else, but you know, those three. They get dibs. Yeah. So, here we are at the Dr. Zeus podcast. We're talking gifts, and we're talking, you know, Fernando. And, um, yeah. I love to find humor in all manners of things. And someone was talking about, you know, uh, LeBron James went to the Lakers. Because if you can't beat him, join him! <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Oh, no, it's not doing it. Shit. Come on. My sound effect is not working. Oh, no. Fuck you. Oh, oh, does it pop back up? Let's see. There we go, motherfuckers. How you working? He works hard for the money. Yeah, what's this? Oh, does that work? No. Does it work? Come on. I love how the... When I want this to work, it isn't. And then it does when it wants to. You have to hold it down. Damn it. Oh, shit. Okay. I wish that this... All this could hook up to the... Um, tablet a little easier. I used to do it that way, but then I would have to do it the old-fashioned way and, like, push the microphones together. Mm-hmm. So then there's too much bass, <laughs> and I'm not Barry White. <clears throat> I never was a Barry White fan, but and now I understand, you know, why, why people put them on for love. Do, 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 do. My first, my last, my everything. Oh, yeah. God. Um, the broadcast earlier, it was funny because he was in a bad mood. 
So then he's telling me to fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. This show was brought to you by... And you know how he goes into his Caitlyn stance. And then he says, oh, I'm a hater because I don't like Caitlyn. No, I don't like Caitlyn. That doesn't mean I'm transphobic. I love trans. I just don't like Caitlyn, that bitch. And, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who don't like Caitlyn Jenner. I know. And as soon as... Come on. I lo- okay, is it responding now? Let's see. Effect. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Now, if we do this. Yeah, okay. So, if you don't like Caitlyn, clap. Come on. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. I was going to have a guest on the show, but you know how hard that is. So, uh, excuse me. Christmas in Connecticut. Um, Barbara Stanwyck. You know, I recently watched um, that movie she did. Okay, she did this a year after Double Indemnity. Double Indemnity, it's good, but it's like, damn, that's calculating. I prefer her in comedies. You know, like, um, what's that one? Um, forget it, what it's called. It's with her and Gary, um, Cooper. Oh, shit. Gary Cooper and Barbara Stanwyck. I can't believe I'm doing this on the microphone. It's like I'm ordering a pizza. Ball of fire. Where he is, this, um, professor. And she's this nightclub lady, and or she's a performer, and she's going to educate him on slang. And it's really good. It's really funny. Um, I watched, here's what put me to sleep. I shouldn't have watched it. I watched Joe Rogan interview um, Mr. Cat Scratch Fever himself, Ted Nugent, who is a big fucking crazy Trump's cocksucker. He's a he's a Trump cocksucker. He is. Well, you don't understand this country and guns. I've had a gun since I was eight years old. That's what he fucking said. And I don't know why I listened to it. And it just, you know you're starting to take a nap when your phone keeps falling out of your hand. And, um, you know. I mean, I shouldn't have watched it, to be honest with you. But I watched it. You know, I like Joe Rogan. He has a lot of good things to say. And, um... But, you know, with Ted Nugent, he likes to fucking fight on everything. Because he thinks he's right. Yeah. He thinks he's right. So much right that, uh... I believe in the 70s, he had to adopt his girlfriend because she was underage. And that is a known fact. If you look it up. Let's look it up. We gotta have the facts here. Ted Nugent adopts underage girlfriend. Okay, I found this on the web for Ted Nugent adopt underage girlfriend. Thank you. Oh, here we go. Ted Nugent. NRA's Ted Nugent had sex with adopted daughter, then wrote a song about it. 
Many people don't know that Ted Nugent adopted a young underage girl at one time who legally became his daughter. However, despite that him being over 30 years old and her his legally adopting daughter, he used the relationship and admits to having sex with her. Yes, NRA director Ted Nugent admits that he's Ooh, a pedophile and adopted a girl to be a predator worse he's even wrote a song about his love for underage girls as young as 12 and 13 yep ted nugent was 32 years old he released a song called jailbait here's a taste of the lyrics okay we're not gonna read that oh and it gets worse in the vh1 documentary he admits he is a serial Ugh. he claimed to have had several relationships with underage young girls and seems to brag about gaining their parents approval and trading money too but okay that's disturbing fuck you ted nugent you sick motherfucker i i know regret bringing him up because it's just brought the show down and we need to pick it back up we need to pick it back up motherfuckers and i mean how else do we pick it back up how do you pick it back up Say that five times fast, huh? This is how you pick it back up. That's cat scratch fever right there. Yeah. <laughs> they were playing that at a casino that I was at. I thought, yeah, because everyone here fears losing their money and eating the Reaper. Not anymore. Remember when he was putting out regular albums and not double albums? Yeah. I'm going through my uh, ringtones. I got a lot of them. Oh, I love Patty Smith. Republicans hate her. Oh, maybe Anna Navarro might like her. Lady Gaga. Mmm. That's what I forgot. We're going to talk about that. We are 18 minutes into today. And you know what? I'm fucking crazy for not doing this. I knew something was up. So, 45 years ago. 45 years ago. On July 3rd, 1971. James Douglas Morrison died. Under very mysterious circumstances. The leader of the Doors was found dead in a bathtub. Apparently, he had had a heart attack, or so they say. The Doors continued to promote their music, and in 1979, allowed Francis Ford Coppola to put the end. Well, actually, he owned all of the songs, and he ended up just putting the end at the beginning of Apocalypse Now to set the tone. If you've ever seen Apocalypse Now, 
it opens. You see this this jungle. You see these helicopters flying around, and that and then you hear that guitar chord. So famous, so crazy. What would Jim Morrison think of that? Can you hear it? Let's hear it. Yeah, that's iconic right there. Robbie Krieger told Dan Rather that he has pride in knowing that his guitar is the first thing you hear in Apocalypse Now. That's true. So, let's hear Jim. The Doors. Um, what more can I say about them? <laughs> it just keeps going. I love all of their songs. Uh, I love 20th Century Fox. That's such an iconic song. Not just because it's called 20th Century Fox, but how it sounds. Because it, with The Doors, you know, their, their secret weapon was not just Jim Morrison. It was Ray Manzarek and those that keyboard, John Densmore, their drummer, and Robbie Krieger, their guitarist. The bass player was usually like a session player, but with the doors, it's you got what you got, you know what I mean? And um, if we can find it, but. Raymond Zarek said he never bought the whole dying in the bathtub because he said, you know, we never saw a body. And supposedly the manager went over to go identify the body, but the casket was, um, it was basically sealed shut. So, I don't know. Like I said, he even thought it was fucked up and if I can find it here we go the doors famously appeared on Ed Sullivan I'm gonna let Ray tell the story sense of us and them and eventually you have things like the doors are going to perform light my fire on the television show and they get asked to delete the word higher 1967 ed sullivan was the number one show in america and one of the only places to see rock and roll light my fire is the number one song in america and the doors are invited 15 minutes before showtime, somebody comes into the dressing room and says to us, uh, we have a problem, boys. Network won't let you say higher on national television. And Jim said to him, what are we supposed to say? And he looks at Jim and he says, well, you're the poet. Why don't you come up with something? Wire, flyer. She was about to hit that guy. I grabbed his hand and said, no, 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 for God's sake. So I said to the man, okay, 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 listen, here's what we're going to do change the lyric and he said okay i knew you were the sensible one that's good he walks out the door jim and john and robbie come to me and say we're not changing the lyric I said, well sir it just came ed sullivan wanted 
review for six more performances. You'll never work the Ed Sullivan show. What do you think of that? And then Jim looked at him and said, hey, man, so what? We just did the Ed Sullivan. That's right. Um, looking for... Here we go. Perfect. Let's listen to this real quick. Eight years after Jim Morrison's death, the Doors gained a whole new generation of fans when Francis Ford Coppola chose their song, The End, for the opening sequence of Apocalypse Now. The End was chosen as more or less the theme song, certainly the opening close of Apocalypse Now. They actually had the right to use any Doors music they wanted. Uh, so we made that deal with Francis Ford Coppola before they shot the movie. So it was kind of a surprise to me that the end was really the only <laughs> song that they used, especially at the beginning of the movie. But you know, when I went and saw the movie, I was floored. It was just beautiful opening of the movie. You know, the helicopters going by and, and my guitar actually starts the whole soundtrack for the movie. Yeah. Love that. Incredibly powerful. I mean, Jim originally wrote it kind of as a love song, a goodbye song to his girlfriend. It resonated with the guys in Vietnam. They were going through hell, and the song was about darkness. It worked. Yeah, the Doors were one of the few groups in the flower power era. We weren't bound by those rules at all. We, you know, we... we we talked about a lot of darker things, and I actually wrote a song called Love Me Two Times, which which I envisioned uh, the, a guy with his girlfriend, and and he's going off to Vietnam the next day, so love me two times, I'm going away. Yeah, so, with the doors... You got what you got. And the test, you know, here's the thing. I grew up listening to the Beatles. And then when I wanted to become an individual, a teenager, I listened to the Doors. And the Doors spoke to me in ways that the Beatles couldn't. About darkness, light, sweetness, lust, everything that you could want from a band. I remember when I first heard this song, and it just made me think of endless possibilities. You know, and, and it's so uh, trippy. That was the thing. They were trapped within flower power, but they were not flower power. They were something beyond the cosmic regions. I mean, their name comes from the doors of perception. Hello. gotta love them um I know that the last album was LA Woman it came out um and then he uh Jim Morrison I'm saying he that's so disrespectful he has a name hello so such a powerful song such a powerful fucking band. I do sleep to thunder and lightning. I find like those videos, but this one takes the take takes the cake. 
so perfect how they have it, you know, it's the doors. <laughs> Such a classic song. Let me see if I can turn up a little more. is the doors I mean I'm not going to play light my fire I think we've all heard that okay crystal ship is probably I mean they're they're that's the thing people what's your favorite song I love their albums because you always discover something I remember one time I was listening to Pandora and they started to play this song called wintertime uh, love and I'd never heard it and mind you I had the doors collection but I would listen to it every now and then and then you know digitally you could listen to it whenever you wanted because when you have those fucking collections they're nice to look at but then you gotta open everything you don't want to fuck it up mess it up digitally i loved it and it was a band that i will forever love and jim morrison probably one of the greatest front men of that era <sighs> mick jagger yeah whatever he's good but Jim knew how to play with the audience and how to fuck with them and how to provoke them in ways that I don't think anyone could comprehend. He was originally born James Douglas Morrison on December 8th, 1943. Let's see where he was born. His father was in the military and wanted Jim to follow. Okay, so he was born in Melbourne, Florida, and he died, supposedly, on July 3rd, 1971, in Paris, France, age 27, the Forever 27 Club. Okay, and he is buried in a cemetery along with Oscar Wilde and Edith Piaf. So... His legacy. What is Jim Morrison's legacy? He's been dead for 45 years. Um, okay, so I'm going to read this. Musical legacy. Morrison and was and continues to be one of the most popular and influential singer-songwriters and iconic frontmen in rock history. To this day, Morrison is widely regarded as prototype. Rock stars, surly, sexual, scandalous, and mysterious. The leather pants he was fond of wearing, both on stage and off, have since become stereotyped as rock star apparel. In 2011, a Rolling Stone reader's pick placed Jim Morrison in the fifth as the magazine's best lead singers of all time. Iggy and the Stooges are said to have formed after lead singer Iggy Pop was inspired by Morrison while attending the Doors concert in Ann Arbor, Michigan. One of Pop's most popular songs, The Passenger, is said to be based on the Morrison poems. After Morrison's death, uh, Iggy Pop was considered as a replacement lead singer for The Doors. The surviving Doors gave him some of Morrison's belongings and hired him as a vocalist for a series of shows. I didn't even fucking know that. Oh my god. Mm. Interesting. So what <laughs> today is our, you know, celebration of Jim. Tomorrow was July 4th. Jim was very European, but also very 
patriotic about this country. So, you know, I think I'm going to leave you all with uh, Jim Morrison. Um, if I can find it. Okay. Oh, perfect. Because this kind of ties into it. Alright. I got a car. No, I don't. You don't have a car. Red Stop, Red Lobster. Oh my god. I wish they would sponsor me. Oh, those fucking biscuits. Here we go. out of the Virginia swamps, cool and slow, with a backbeat narrow and hard to master. Some call it heavenly in its brilliance, others mean and rueful of the western dream. I love the friends I have gathered together on this thin raft. We've constructed pyramids in honor of our escaping. Well, this is the land where the Pharaoh died. Children, the river contains specimens. The voices of singing women call us on the far shore. And they are saying, forget the night. Live with us in forests of azure. Meager food for souls for God. I tell you this. No eternal reward will forgive us now for wasting the dawn. And one morning you awoke. And the strange sun, and opening your door. <laughs> so, that's the Dr. Seuss podcast, motherfuckers. Um, unpleasant dreams, and I'm thinking of you. I hope you get better. I'm doing that for a family member. This is Jim Morrison's uh, Wake on the Dr. Seuss podcast. Jim, we know you're still around. Good night. I'm not ashamed to say the roar of guns and cannons almost made my cry. Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. That is, of course, Share. And Andy Garcia in the new Mamma Mia sequel. Mamma Mia, here we go again. It took eight years for Cher to come back to screen. I personally loved her in Mask and The Witches of Eastwick, uh, Mermaids, and of course, Moonstruck Motherfuckers. You know, it's been said that when Sonny Bono saw Moonstruck, he took, he basically shit himself like, oh no. There's not going to be another reunion. Yep. She didn't need you, Sonny. You know. They say I'm young and we 
you know I won an Oscar, Sonny, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, what's up, though? It's, uh, what day is it? Is it Wednesday? Is it really Wednesday? No, it's Tuesday. Oops. <laughs> Why did I think it was Wednesday? Um, Jack and Ozzy aren't on tonight. They'll probably be on tomorrow night. And so I had done a broadcast earlier with Mr. Texas, and he was in a very bad mood. And we recorded it, and luckily it's fucked up, and it didn't go to, to air. Because I went to go edit something, and it just, boom, disappeared. So here we are. We're doing tonight's broadcast. Um, what is the title of tonight's show? Yeah. I don't know. It's the third. It's Tuesday. There's no tacos. Oh, oh let's talk about that. <coughs> this land is your man land, and this is, I almost said, this land is your man. So we live in a very diverse nation. Remember, when you want your two for Tuesday tacos, they came from Mexico. So you have to respect Mexico and not go all fucking Trump on people of Mexican descent. Because that's where it really is. Yeah, you know. Or, or as he calls them, shithole countries. And, you know, we are not a shithole country. So, let's, you know, let's uh, get a little cognac about it. Yeah, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sing it. Oh, it's Tuesday. It feels like Wednesday. You can say that again, motherfucker. Why would you be... <laughs> oh, God. That cognac went down too wrong. Mmm. Mmm, honey chow. I love how it just sounds so delectable. You know, Tuesdays are about mimosas and lesbianism. But not tonight. No. Tonight is about chilling out. <laughs> and it's also about committing Donald Trump to the depths of hell. <laughs> I'm coming for you, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trump, you're going to hell, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Mm, I can't wait for him to go. Damn, motherfucker. You gotta have some fun, you savings and loans crook. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, it's not Wednesday yet. It will be soon. It will be soon. I didn't go to Starbucks today. But, you know, it's not like my hand is connected to the Starbucks pump. Hey, give me more! <laughs> I wish it was. <coughs> you know, we should learn something about Tuesdays like this. When a certain someone calls us, Let's see if he's gotten over his, you know, bitchiness. Let's see.
Let's see if Callista Flockhart is still alive. That's the name he's using. Yeah. We can fuck with him and say this is Domino's. You ordered a pizza but didn't pay for it. Yeah. Oh, he's in his little anger coma. Alright, there he goes. Boom. I've been looking through... Since I can't use the remote because there's no fucking batteries in it. I'm using the Apple remote. <laughs> okay. That's the Philadelphia story, but in the live feed, that's not what's coming up. Obviously, a glitch. I was going to say a bitch, but a glitch. Um, looking through what was on. Um, there's a lot of good movies that TCM has been airing. Today I watched Jaws and made the mistake of watching Jaws 2, which is really, you can see why that's a piece of shit. You surely, I mean, you truly. Why am I saying surely? It's Wednesday, it's not Friday. Or it's Tuesday. <laughs> oh my god, my brain is like, boom. It's this heat. My bedroom is so hot, right? Like, it's like a bordello right now. Oh shit. That's us. I could never get into that show Power. I don't know why. I'm sure I'll get into it later. You know, all good things come to those who wait. Oh, God, Independence Day. Give me a fucking break, that movie. Fucking Will Smith. I saw that movie once in the theater, and then my brother decided when we were uh, in the 90s to buy it so that we could all watch it over and over and over. That movie talk about bad acting <laughs> the aliens I mean <sighs> you know they wanted to bring us love and peace and they didn't they shit all over it <sighs> I found the battery and then I dropped it okay so let's see if this will work okay what is this young pope shit about what is this oh <laughs> what's his name Jude Law as a Pope. <laughs> that is about as funny as Donald Trump thinking he's a saint. Jude Law as a fucking Pope. <laughs> Let's ask Sienna Miller. Sienna, I'm sorry. And all the women that he fucked to get there. I saw a clip of the young Pope. And I was not amused. You know, I mean, there are some people who want to play holy people, but they just want to do it to get into other holes. If you, I drift. Um, and I'm sure he was an okay Watson in Sherlock Holmes movies. But see, for me, Martin Freeman as, as uh, Holmes and Sherlock is really just fucking fabulous. And... I don't know. Maybe they should just, you know, I like Robert Downey Jr. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, why don't they just say, hey, hey, Cumberbatch, why don't you get in this movie? Make it successful like your TV show. Because the last Sherlock Holmes movie sucked. And the guy who played Moriarty, he, he was okay. You know, um, he was no, um, you know, TV version Moriarty. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Remember that shit? Yeah. 
tiring night. I really didn't do anything, so I don't know. I think it's a lot, you know, it's the heat. Um, I love, it just made me think of fucking Blanche Devereaux and Golden Girls. Why they want, there's a reason why we mature so quickly in the South. It's the heat. And then Dorothy, I think it's the gin. <laughs> yeah. What am I watching? Oh, is this Christmas in Connecticut? Christmas in July, people. Yeah. Well, my friend likes to watch Hallmark, and they have those Christmas programs in July. And she told me why they do it, but I'm like, I'm not watching a Christmas program in July. You know, when Christmas gets here, it gets here. And I'll buy a gift. Gifts. Because I got three people to buy for. I mean, I have everyone else, but you know, those three. They get dibs. Yeah. So, here we are at the Dr. Zeus podcast. We're talking gifts and we're talking, you know, Fernando. And, um, yeah. I love to find humor in all manners of things. And someone was talking about, you know, uh, LeBron James went to the Lakers. Because if you can't beat him, Join them! <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Oh no, it's not doing it. Shit. Come on. My sound effect is not working. Oh no, fuck you. Oh no, is it pop back up? Let's see. There we go, motherfuckers. How you working? He works hard for the money. Yeah, what's this? Oh, does that work? No. Does it work? Come on. I love how the... When I want this to work, it isn't. And then it does when it wants to. You have to hold it down. Damn it. Oh, shit. Okay. I wish that this all this could hook up to the um, tablet a little easier. I used to do it that way, but then I would have to do it the old-fashioned way and, like, push the microphones together. Mm-hmm. So then there's too much bass, <laughs> and I'm not Barry White. <clears throat> I never was a Barry White fan, but and now I understand, you know, why, why people put them on for love. Do, 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 do. My first, my last, my everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Um, the broadcast earlier, it was funny because he was in a bad mood. So then he's telling me to fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. This show was brought to you by. You know how he goes into his Caitlyn stance. And then he says, oh, I'm a hater because I don't like Caitlyn. No, I don't like Caitlyn. That doesn't mean I'm transphobic. I love trans. I just don't like Caitlyn, that bitch. And, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who don't like Caitlyn Jenner. I know. And as soon as... Come on. I lo- okay, is it responding now? Let's see. Effect. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Now, if we do this, 
Yeah. Okay. So if you don't like Caitlyn, clap. Come on. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. I was going to have a guest on the show, but you know how hard that is. So, uh, excuse me. Christmas in Connecticut. Um, Barbara Stanwyck. You know, I recently watched, um, that movie she did. Okay, she did this a year after Double Indemnity. Double Indemnity, it's good, but it's like, damn, that's calculating. I prefer her in comedies. You know, like, um, what's that one? Um, forget what it's called. It's with her and Gary, um, Cooper. Oh, shit. Gary Cooper and Barbara Stanwyck. I can't believe I'm doing this on the microphone. It's like I'm ordering a pizza. Ball of fire. Where he is this, um, professor. And she's this nightclub lady, and or she's a performer, and she's gonna educate him on slang, and it's really good. It's really funny. Um, I watched. Here's what put me to sleep. I shouldn't have watched it. I watched Joe Rogan interview, um, Mr. Cat Scratch Fever himself, Ted Nugent, who is a big fucking crazy Trump's cocksucker. He's a he's a Trump cocksucker. He is. Well, you don't understand this country and guns. I've had a gun since I was eight years old. That's what he fucking said. And I don't know why I listen to it. And it just, you know you're starting to take a nap when your phone keeps falling out of your hand. And, um, you know, I mean, I shouldn't have watched it, to be honest with you. But I watched it. You know, I like Joe Rogan. He has a lot of good things to say. And, um, but, you know, with Ted Nugent, he likes to fucking fight on everything because he thinks he's right. Yeah. He thinks he's right. So much right that uh, I believe in the 70s he had to adopt his girlfriend because she was underage. And that is a known fact. If you look it up. Let's look it up. We gotta have the facts here. Ted Nugent adopts underage girlfriend. Okay, I found this on the web for Ted Nugent adopt underage girlfriend. Thank you. Oh, here we go. Ted Nugent. NRA's Ted Nugent had sex with adopted daughter, then wrote a song about it. Many people don't know that Ted Nugent adopted a young underage girl at one time who legally became his daughter. However, despite that him being over 30 years old and her his legally adopting daughter he used the relationship and admits to having sex with her yes nra director ted nugent admits that he's ooh, a pedophile and adopted a girl to be a predator worse he's even wrote a song about his love for underage girls as young as 12 and 13 yep ted nugent was 32 years old he released a song called jailbait here's a taste of the lyrics okay we're not going to read that Oh, and it gets worse. In the VH1 documentary, he admits he is a serial. Ugh. He claimed to have had several relationships with underage young girls and seems to brag about gaining their parents' approval and trading money, too. But, okay. That's disturbing. Fuck you, Ted Nugent, you sick motherfucker. I don't... 
I now regret bringing him up because it's just brought the show down. We need to pick it back up. We need to pick it back up, motherfuckers. And, I mean, how else do we pick it back up? How do you pick it back up? Say that five times fast, huh? This is how you pick it back up. Cat scratch fever right there. Yeah. <laughs> they were playing that at a casino that I was at. I thought, yeah, because everyone here fears losing their money and eating the Reaper. Not anymore. Remember when he was putting out regular albums and not double albums? Yeah. I'm going through my uh, ringtones. I got a lot of them. Oh, I love Patty Smith. Republicans hate her. Oh, maybe Anna Navarro might like her. Lady Gaga. Mmm. That's what I forgot. We're going to talk about that. We are 18 minutes into today. And you know what? I, I'm fucking crazy for not doing this. I knew something was up. So, 45 years ago. 45 years ago. On July 3rd, 1971. James Douglas Morrison died under very mysterious circumstances. The leader of the Doors was found dead in a bathtub. Apparently, he had had a heart attack, or so they say. The Doors continued to promote their music, and in 1979, allowed Francis Ford Coppola to put the end well actually he owned all of the songs and he ended up just putting the end at the beginning of Apocalypse Now to set the tone if you've ever seen Apocalypse Now it opens you see this this jungle you see these helicopters flying around and and then you hear that guitar chord so famous so crazy what would Jim Morrison think of that can you hear it let's hear it yeah that's iconic right there Robbie Krieger told Dan Rather that he has pride in knowing that his guitar is the first thing you hear in Apocalypse Now that's true so, let's hear Jim. The Doors. Um, what more can I say about them? <laughs> it just keeps going. 
I love all of their songs. Uh, I love 20th Century Fox. That's such an iconic song, not just because it's called 20th Century Fox, but how it sounds. Because it, with the Doors, you know, their their secret weapon was not just Jim Morrison. It was Ray Manzarek and those that keyboard, John Densmore, their drummer, and Robbie Krieger, their guitarist. The bass player was usually like a session player. But with the doors, it's you got what you got. You know what I mean. And um, if we can find it, but Raymond Zarek said he never bought the whole dying in the bathtub because he said, you know, we never saw a body. And supposedly the manager went over to go identify the body, but the casket was. Um, it was basically sealed shit. So. I don't know. Like I said. He even thought it was fucked up. And. If I can find it. Here we go. The doors famously appeared on. Ed Sullivan. I'm going to let Ray tell the story. sense of us and them and eventually you have things like the doors are going to perform like my fire on the television show and they get asked to delete the word higher 1967 ed sullivan was the number one show in america and one of the only places to see rock and roll like my fire is the number one song in america and the doors are invited 15 minutes before showtime, somebody comes into the dressing room and says to us, uh, we have a problem, boys. Network won't let you say higher on national television. And Jim said to him, what are we supposed to say? And he looks at Jim and he says, well, you're the poet. Why don't you come up with something? Wire, flyer. She was about to hit that guy. I grabbed his hand and said, no, 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 for God's sake. So I said to the man, okay, 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 listen, here's what we're going to do change the lyric and he said okay i knew you were the sensible one that's good he walks out the door jim and john and robbie come to me and say we're not changing the lyric I said, well sir it just came ed sullivan wanted you for six more performances you'll never work the ed sullivan show what do you think of that and then jim looked at him and said hey man so what we just did ed sullivan that's right um, looking for, here we go, perfect, let's listen to this real quick. Eight years after Jim Morrison's death, the Doors gained a whole new generation of fans when Francis Ford Coppola chose their song, The End, for the opening sequence of Apocalypse Now. The End was chosen as more or less the theme song, certainly the opening close, of Apocalypse Now. They actually had the right to use any Doors music they wanted. Uh, so we made that deal with Francis Ford Coppola before they shot the movie. So it was kind of a surprise to me that the end was really the only <laughs> song that they used, especially at the beginning of the movie. But you know, when I went and saw the movie, I was floored. It was just 
beautiful opening of the movie. You know, the helicopters going by, and and my guitar actually starts the whole soundtrack for the movie. Yeah. Love that. Incredibly powerful. I mean, Jim originally wrote it kind of as a love song, a goodbye song to his girlfriend. It resonated with the guys in Vietnam. They were going through hell, and the song was about darkness. It worked. Yeah, the Doors were one of the few groups in the flower power era. We weren't bound by those rules at all. We, you know, we 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 talked about a lot of darker things. And I actually wrote a song called "Love Me Two Times," which which I envisioned that a guy with his girlfriend and and he's going off to Vietnam the next day. So love me two times. I'm going away. Yeah, so with the doors, you got what you got. And the test, you know, here's the thing. I grew up listening to the Beatles. And then when I wanted to become an individual, a teenager, I listened to the doors. And the doors spoke to me in ways that the Beatles couldn't about darkness, light sweetness, lust, everything that you could want from a band. I remember when I first heard this song and it just made me think of endless possibilities. You know, and and it's so uh, trippy. That was the thing. They were trapped within flower power, but they were not flower power. They were something beyond the cosmic regions. I mean, their name comes from the doors of perception. Hello. Yeah. You gotta love them. Um, I know that the last album was L.A. Woman. It came out. um, And then he, uh, Jim Morrison. I'm saying he, that's so disrespectful. He has a name, hello. So, such a powerful song, such a powerful fucking band. I do sleep to thunder and lightning. I find like those videos, but this one takes the take, takes the cake. So perfect how they have it, you know. It's the doors. <laughs> such a classic song. Let me see if I can turn up a little more. Yeah. That is The Doors. I mean, I'm not going to play Light My Fire. I think we've all heard that. Okay. Crystal Ship is probably... I mean, they're, they're, that's the thing. People, what's your favorite song? I love their albums because you always discover something. I remember one time I was listening to Pandora and they started to play this song called Wintertime uh, Love and I'd never heard it. And mind you, I had the Doors collection, but I would listen to it every now and then. 
and then you know digitally you could listen to it whenever you wanted because when you have those fucking collections they're nice to look at but then you gotta open everything you don't want to fuck it up mess it up digitally i loved it and it was a band that i will forever love and jim morrison probably one of the greatest front men of that era <sighs> mick jagger yeah whatever he's good but Jim knew how to play with the audience and how to fuck with them and how to provoke them in ways that I don't think anyone could comprehend. He was originally born James Douglas Morrison on December 8th, 1943. Let's see where he was born. His father was in the military and wanted Jim to follow Okay, so he was born in Melbourne, Florida, and he died, supposedly, on July 3rd, 1971, in Paris, France, age 27, the Forever 27 Club. Okay, and he is buried in a cemetery along with Oscar Wilde and Edith Piaf. So... His legacy. What is Jim Morrison's legacy? He's been dead for 45 years. Um, okay, so I'm going to read this. Musical legacy. Morrison and was and continues to be one of the most popular and influential singer-songwriters and iconic frontmen in rock history. To this day, Morrison is widely regarded as a prototype rock star, surly, sexual, scandalous, and mysterious. The leather pants he was fond of wearing both on stage and off have since become stereotyped as rock star apparel. In 2011, a Rolling Stone reader's pick placed Jim Morrison in the fifth as the magazine's best lead singers of all time. Iggy and the Stooges are said to have formed after lead singer Iggy Pop was inspired by Morrison while attending the Doors concert in Ann Arbor, Michigan. One of Pop's most popular songs, A Passenger, is said to be based on the Morrison poems. After Morrison's death, uh, Iggy Pop was considered as a replacement lead singer for the Doors. The surviving Doors gave him some of Morrison's belongings and hired him as a vocalist for a series of shows. I didn't even fucking know that. Oh my god. Mm. Interesting. So what <laughs> today is our, you know, celebration of Jim. Tomorrow was July fourth. Jim was very European, but also very patriotic about this country. So you know, I think going to leave you all with uh, Jim Morrison. Um, if I can find it. Okay. Oh, perfect. Because this kind of ties into it. No, I don't. You don't have a car. Red Stop, Red Lobster. Oh my God, I wish they would sponsor me. Oh, those fucking biscuits. Here we go. Come 
comes out of the Virginia swamps, cool and slow, with a backbeat narrow and hard to master. Some call it heavenly in its brilliance, others mean and rueful of the Western dream. I love the friends I have gathered together on this thin raft. We've constructed pyramids in honor of our escaping. Well, this is the land where the Pharaoh died. Children, the river contains specimens. The voices of singing women call us on the far shore. And they are saying, forget the night. Live with us in forests of azure. Meager food for souls forgotten. I tell you this. No eternal reward will forgive us now for wasting the dawn. And one morning you awoke. And the strange sun, and opening your door. <laughs> so that's the Doctor Seuss podcast, motherfuckers. Um, unpleasant dreams, and I'm thinking of you. I hope you get better. I'm doing that for a family member. This is Jim Morrison's uh, wake on the Doctor Seuss podcast. Jim, we know you're still around. Good night.